0: Thank you for listening to The WageCast, your resource for all things student publications. Here to remind you that even though you may be on an island at your school, when it comes to the student press, we're all in this together.
1: Hey there, I'm Spencer O'Daniel. I'm a 10th year journalism teacher at the Mays Career Academy.
0: And I'm Jake Wilkin. I'm a 4th year journalism advisor at Wichita West High School. Today we're speaking to Chance Swaim, Polk Award-winning investigative reporter at the Wichita Eagle. He's also the former editor-in-chief of The Sunflower at Wichita State. Chance has broken several major local stories here in Wichita. Most recently, he had a story about the Cedric County EMS director, John Gallagher, and his impact on EMS response times. During his time as a student journalist at Wichita State, he also wrote several stories that scrutinized school leadership, and he faced some serious backlash for some of his work. Uh, welcome, Chance. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, How do we want to get this started?
1: Well, the first one ever. Right, So, like, yeah. what, a, what a way to, like, bring on somebody from the Eagle with investigative experience at the college level, at the professional level, that just broke a story like this and is probably working on all kinds of interesting stories for the future. Right, Chance?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's all the time, basically. The, uh this place is a, a hotbed for investigative reporting. Um, you know, there's it's kind of a, a weird media ecosystem, fairly large mid-sized city with uh, with basically one newspaper and then TV station. So we get, get a lot to cover and very few journalists, you know, um, although I think that's starting to improve talk a little bit about more about that later if you want but I think I think we're getting I think we're getting in a, in a better place locally as far as just the number of journalists as an investigative reporter um, you know you
0: end up doing these like deep dives into these super interesting you know somewhat controversial stories which has kind of been your niche since your time at Wichita State you know yeah. you've been uh, I think that when people see their name in a chance flame story they're like oh God it seems like the stories that you find are stories that, nobody else was even looking at, at that time, you know, things that are not weren't really in the news. They're just totally out of left field. You just have these, these big hard hitting things that just, I feel like catch everybody by surprise. How do you come across these, these stories that you end up, you know, becoming these deep dive investigations that you really look into?
2: Yeah, I I try to, I try to really listen really closely to, um, to my sources, to county officials, to city officials. Um, you know, there'll be little nuggets in meetings and things like that where something's mentioned briefly and then you kinda, they just kinda move on. And uh, usually you start asking a few questions, you can pretty quickly tell what they don't wanna talk about and that you kinda lean into that, figure out what's really happening and, and um uh, and you kinda assess like, how many people does this affect? Um, What's the, what's the public interest of this story? Is it gonna, you know, a a squabble between two county employees, right? Is may not be rise to the level of like needing to be a story, like a a disagreement. But if you have like more than a hundred county employees calling for the resignation of their director, um. You need to listen and take it seriously, and then just start asking as many people as you can for as many details as you can to try to get to the truth. Um, I, I do a lot of work with um, open records. Like the Kansas Open Records Act is uh, one of the worst open records acts in the country, but it at least is a starting point um, for getting a, some information. Um, anytime you can get like something written down, a, a written record, from a government source, um, that's fair game to report on, and I f- always feel a lot more comfortable reporting something if it's written down, if it's if it's documented. Um, that by no means is the only way to report, and uh, there are times when you just you got to go with your human sources and and uh, try to verify as much as you can. But it's really it's golden when you can get it through the Kansas Open Records Act. Um, try to back things up with data as much as possible. Don't take any public comments at, at face value from, from, you know, a, from any source. But, you know, county sources, city sources, officials, um, don't ever take any statements at face value. Dig into it. Try to get, try to, get to the truth the best you can because they're not always going to tell you the full story. any any comments and that's kind of like I try to lean in and get as close to the closest version of the truth as I can Um, you can't always get the full story and um, really there's just I try to listen try to figure out the stories that are gonna affect the most people or that that are the most important that need to be out there that maybe no one's listening to give voice to the voiceless and and kind of make it's cliche stuff, you know, but it's just really important to journalists, you know, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. Like the the those in power are not going to just like challenge themselves. Um that's what the press is here for is to to make them better leaders and uh I think that that role is is so important to our to the world to to society, to democracy that just the press keeping leaders in check. It doesn't have to be like a, we're not out to get you. We're trying to make our place a better place to live. And good investigative journalism does that, I think. so.
1: Chance, when you're talking with your team about an idea that comes in your head and maybe your next project, the next story, the next, next investigative piece, what goes into that plan of attack, that game plan, you know, the starting point? To publishing, to follow up, what does that process like really even look like?
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good question, and it depends on, it kind of depends on your editors, your teammates, on the project, things like that. But I, I like to go in with like kind of a, an outline of, of uh, after I've first done my some initial interviews and things like that to find out what kind of the story might be, what the story might become, and the most the biggest version of the story imaginable, right? Like if you get a tip that something's going on, okay, you, you think logically, how big could this be? Like, what could this be? You, you outline what it could be and then figure out, kind of work backwards like, all right, if that's true, how would we get there? And what, what, would, what would blow that story up, right? So you try, to, you try to make a list. I try to make a list of like sources who I know I'm gonna have to talk to um, possible records that are that are available, and um, you don't. I don't like to sketch out a story immediately or anything like that. But you kind of look up f- what I like to write out like a, a broad outline of what what the story might be, so I can pitch it to my editors. And then you know I got people I can talk to on this. I've already talked to these folks. Here's what they're saying, and then um, I think of what records I can get or data to to back up. The versions of the stories I'm hearing.
0: Doing this investigative reporting, you know, talking about these powerful people who um, are probably not always super happy with you, right? After a story comes out. Um, what have been uh, in your professional life versus in your life as a student journalist? What have you seen as like some of the backlash that you've faced and how is it different um, as a professional versus as a student?
2: Yeah, as a student, it was a little bit more. It was a little bit scarier. Um, our student newspaper at Wichita State was funded by student fees, which administrators and and student government officials kind of have their their hand in that pot. They can they can retaliate through money, whereas the Wichita Eagles, a private company, and um, so when we would when I was at Wichita State, we wrote some some pretty cutting articles that that expose some of the conflicts of interest and, and things on campus and uh, they threatened to cut cut our funding down to a level that was not sustainable that would have basically gutted our newspaper and just taken it out on and it wasn't even gonna it wouldn't have affected me I was graduating but the next year's class and for the future um, just because they disagreed with the way I covered things so that was scary it was like a lot more pressure that that I'm telling the truth here, but it's a truth people in charge of my money don't like. So they're going to take it out on every student who wants this opportunity in the future, which was just terrible. That's, that was horrible. I didn't want to ruin it for everyone else. you know. That um, So that was bad. And then at the Eagle, it's more like the role is understood that we are not a mouthpiece for... City government, the Wichita State, Wichita government, state government. You know, we're we're not the Wichita State sunflower. You know, where the lines are kind of blurred, where people say, you know, you should be PR for the for the newspaper or for the for the university. Whereas, like the Eagle, it's like, yeah, you're the watchdog for the for the city, for the state, and so the backlash has been more. I mean, there's been some pretty personal things said about me. You know, like the former mayor was on the radio saying, like, he may one day be a good reporter, but he's not there yet. And then, um, you know, the other day, the county manager, Tom Stoltz, was, you know, called me out by name in some of his uh, speeches. And then the – I've been – you know, your name comes up in lawsuits and things like that. So it's like kind of – it's it's a more the gravity is much there's there's much more gravity to the situation, but it feels less intense. The school Wichita State was was that was intense and it felt really intense at the Eagle. You've got more resources, you've got a more defined role. Um, the community's more. Um, there's more eyes on it really that protects you. You know, the sunlight keeps keeps the government from, from attacking you too much, but.
0: So um, in your time at the Eagle, when you faced like backlash and criticism, what were some of the things that you had to deal with? Uh, if you can give us any specific examples of that and then, how did you, as the editor in chief or as a reporter at the time, you know, depending on when it happened, how did you um, handle that?
2: So at the at the Eagle or at at, at the, the Sunflower H-Tusk. as a student okay. journalist. So at the Sunflower, one example, it started out with gaslighting, right? Like the you got the university, like a, a general counsel, a vice president, and another vice president. They call you into an off called me into an office and just started trying to tell me that my reporting was way off base and that to even think that to even think that there's anything wrong here would be, you know, just stupid. Basically that I was – it had me questioning my sanity, whether, like, my judgment was right at all. Um, just telling me there's no story here and that I was on thin ice and things like that. And it was clear that, like, if I'm going to continue to challenge these guys – They're going to continue to operate in this alternate reality where they're unquestionable, and I'm the bad guy. I'm the idiot that just doesn't understand innovation campus or conflicts of interest, that I'm just making a big deal out of nothing. And uh, so that kind of stuff continued through the background throughout my year as editor. Um, You know, and they would, I could tell they were just trying to find things in the background, like our our website, we used a Wix, was it Wix? Whatever our, our student news snow our student newspapers online. That was, that was our platform. And it had like a little Google ad space on it. Um, well, one of those rotating ads, which we had nothing to do with placement, advertised for like an essay writing, um, service. And they, the provost sent me a letter. Saying that my future at the university could be in jeopardy because of because um, the sunflower was promoting academic dishonesty, and that's a hell of a reach. But um, <laughs> that sent me a clear message, right? Like, don't don't fool around with these guys. They can kick you out of school, and you've spent tens of thousands of dollars to get your degree. So just maybe. Let it go away. Well, I didn't because, you know, bullies bully you until you hit them back in the, in the face. So I just kept, I kept writing, kept reporting. They tried to cut our funding um, and they didn't win. Like we took, we, we sent them some strongly worded um, legal warnings, I guess, threatened to, we threatened to sue with a big, scary law firm from DC. And as soon as they got the letter, they restored our funding for the next year and backtracked and tried to say, you know, we, we, we appreciate the first amendment, all of this, but, um, so yeah, we just, just kept fighting back and kept pushing it. And then I got out and, and then newspaper funding has become better than, Better than it was when I was there, so um, I'm glad we fought that and I'm glad we won. But they were they were trying to take a lot of things out on me as a student, which like I get that. I was a I was a grad student at the time, and I could probably handle it a bit better than maybe an undergrad or a freshman or or someone younger, a high school journalist, right? That's an enormous amount of pressure um, to put on a young person, a student, and and it was really gross, honestly, but um my ultimate defense was to just keep going because like, all right, if you're gonna do this because of this, uh, you're gonna lose that one, right? I'm like, I have truth on my side here, but uh, they they backed down finally, and I'm just really glad because they've other schools have taken actions against students, you know. I'm just glad I didn't end up getting in any sort of trouble, although it would have been bad for them. Like you can be dead you can be dead right. <laughs> and I didn't want to be dead right either. So While you were reporting at
0: the Wichita Eagle or sorry, at the Sunflower, um, one of your editorials that you wrote, which I actually still make my students read, is your hashtag save student newsrooms so where you talk about um you know, some of the different things that had happened in different high school newsrooms um, where people have tried to censor students. Looking back now as a professional journalist, do you feel, do you still feel as strongly as you did about the role of high school or student journalists? Mm-hmm. And um, what do you feel is the role and significance of a student journalist?
2: Yeah, I think it's even more important now than even a few years ago when I was, when I wrote that. Um, a newspaper might have, like, an education reporter, right? Like, one person who has to cover this huge organization, like a school district, which has a larger budget than the city or the county and has all of these little satellite campuses, which are known as schools. And each school has its own power dynamics and, and potential conflicts and things like that going on. And good news, too, you know, there's only there's only so much bandwidth for the pros and the people that are best situated to report on that are the students who are there every day who understand what's happening or maybe don't understand what's happening and want to know. And there's, the best way to do that is to report on it, to start asking questions and it gives you a good excuse to find out what's going on. Um, so I just, I feel like the student newspapers, high school college should should be i don't know how you protect it entirely like i don't know what needs to happen but that that's like the most important journalism you can get because while while they're while they're new they're green they may make some mistakes they're also they also have like beginner's luck right like they're going to ask the questions that maybe professionals take for granted is like well yeah of course of course, the teacher does this, or of course, the principal does this. I'm not a high school kid. these these high school kids. I don't care about them anymore. You know, just because you get older and you're like, "Oh, high school kids overreacting, but they know this isn't right like if if something's going wrong or they have a better pulse on what what's important to high school students and what adults should know and lawmakers should know and officials making decisions that affect them every day. Um, so there's no better way to get that voice out because teachers can't a hundred percent relate to a student that age and journalists, professional journalists can't a hundred percent relate. Um, parents often can't, you know, maybe the best way for them to learn something about their their child's schooling is to read about it in their student newspaper. So it's it's just great overall all the way around, like to get in to get into that and to uh you do a real service for your school, your community, your parents, other students.
1: That's all I got. That was a master class on how to go about investigative reporting, I feel like, right? Yeah,
0: I, I feel like uh I feel like we definitely could have talked for several hours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could have chances as our guests every month and not run out of stuff to talk about. For sure. I would. It'd be fun. What a first
1: podcast. <laughs> I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to The Wage Cast. I'm Spencer O'Daniel. And I'm Jake Wilkin.
0: And thanks, thanks, thanks for Chance for guys. coming on. And yeah. That was awesome. Yep. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. All right.
1: This podcast was produced and hosted by Spencer O'Daniel and Jacob Wilkin on behalf of the Wichita Area Journalism Educators. Thank you to Wichita High School West for allowing us to use their facilities. Music credit, Talk to Me, by Mikey Geiger.
0: For more information on Wage, visit our Wichita Area Journalism Educators group on Facebook and at wichitajournalism.wordpress.com. Have an idea for a guest or topic? Email us at wichitajournalism at gmail.com.